Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Uh, Catherine and I are just here to do a little intro to this amazing conversation that you're about to hear with a very special woman in my life who Catherine, unfortunately, we didn't get to meet this time around. I'm sure you'll connect with her at some point. Um, but we wanted to just talk and give you a little bit of an introduction for what's to come. The episode, The New Paradigm of Motherhood for the woman who's worried about her fertility clock running out. And, you know, obviously we haven't really talked a lot about motherhood on the podcast, although I imagine it might be coming up a lot more frequently with Miss Daniele um, having a baby. So I, um, I felt so excited. I feel like it was your idea, actually. I've told you so much about Melise. Um, but I worked with this incredible woman and when we first started working together, she was so trapped in the old paradigm and she's a, a huge fan of the podcast mm -hmm. and we worked together, I think in 2018 and she was just dating, 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 dating because she'd prioritized her career and she kind of forgot about the family thing, even though she always really wanted to be a mother and have a family and so career came first and at 35 woke up and started hearing that voice in the middle of the night, like, ah, pressure, pressure, pressure. And so she went and like on a mission and just dated God. She, she told me when we first started working together that she'd been on over a thousand dates. I don't know if that's actually accurate. She didn't track <laughs> them, but she was uh, like literally on a mission, mission. Um, and such a cool woman. So it's not like she was the woman on the date interviewing men or anything, which I know a lot of women do that too, because they're feeling that pressure. So they show up on dates you know, asking a million questions about what the guy wants and all of that. And I know some of you can relate to that feeling. Um, so she would kind of like pretend that she didn't care that much, but on the inside, she was like, nope, this guy's not good enough. Nope. He's not good enough. Oh, he could be the baby daddy or he not baby daddy, but he could be, you know, the partner that could turn into the baby daddy. Cause she was getting, you know, into her later thirties. And so she ended up having a baby on her own and this, like knowing her on her journey, like she's never been happier. I've never, she, she feels like a completely different human wow. to me seeing her on on her journey now and she did it on her own and she couldn't be happier she actually thinks that she's happier doing it on her own than having had that experience with a partner because this was what her soul was meant to experience so we couldn't not share this episode it's divine timing with Catherine about to step into motherhood or I'm sure by the time this episode comes out she's in motherhood <laughs> and she we had to share Melissa's story with you because we know so many of you, what's driving the pressure of the old paradigm and of dating from this place is the desire to have kids and be a mother. So, yeah. And, it, and as you know, if you're listening to us and following us, what matters to us is showcasing women who are actually living 
the new paradigm, right? We're, we're talking about it. This is our message. And this is one of many episodes where we'll just invite women who are actually embodying the new paradigm and letting them tell their story rather than us being heavy on teaching. Cause we do that every week. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got all of that from us, but I, I can't wait for you to hear this episode too. And, and hope that, you know, as every episode, it challenges your thinking around yes. thinking there's only one way to do things or, or a straight lined path, you know, and that you, we, you give yourself permission to do the deep digging on, you know, how have, I, how have I been approaching dating and what is most important to me? And Melise is not the only one who has, you know, done this for herself, but I, her story is so powerful. And I'm, I, can't, I hope you'll let us know, you know, what you think of us doing this this way and then let us know what you are moved by as you hear her. Yes. Beautiful. And she has so many resources of, of other women who've done the same, like it's massive movement. Of course, of course it is, but it's, it's so cool to know it exists. And I think even it just takes the pressure off, even knowing there's other options out there. So for those of you who are feeling that pressure, I hope this episode lightens that, that feeling so that you can just get out there and enjoy yourself. So enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, beauties. Welcome back to the New Truth Podcast, episode 137, the new paradigm of motherhood for the woman who's worried about her fertility clock running out with my beautiful friend and former client and love, Melise Miller. I'm so excited to share her with you today. Um, it's kind of funny that Catherine couldn't be here with us today and she's um, you know, stepping into motherhood at this current time in her life. Um, but I'm sure she'll enjoy listening to your story as will all the women who are going to be so transformed from hearing this story. So I'm really excited to bring to you Melise. Um, she is a powerful, powerful woman who's spent many years of her life building her career and woke up one day and was like, Oh damn, I got to I got to make a baby. I got to get, get my, get my life together and focus on family. Cause she always had deep desire for that too. So, um, today's episode is going to be a little different than we normally do on the new truth. We are going to be, Melise is going to be sharing her story of really going through. I look at it as you going through, going from the old paradigm and just having your protective mechanisms and your like that trying to find love story to the new paradigm of actually creating your own story, writing your own story. So I'm super excited to share you with the world today with all our beautiful women today. So let's start with, um, well, you can say hello. Do you want to say hi? Welcome world. <laughs> to the world, to everyone. <laughs> listening all over the world to the New Truth Podcast. Um, welcome to the New Truth. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yay. So Melise, um, would love to hear a little bit about your story and maybe just tell us even about like who you are, what you do. And, and I would love to start with what, so as a New Truth listener, which you are one, I know you've, yeah. you've been listening for a while, well, from the beginning, I think. Definitely have binged your show a lot as well. <sighs> Perfect. So tell me a little bit about like who you were. Obviously I know the story, but for everyone listening, um, yeah. what your story is like, who, how, wh- how, what happened? So you were focusing on your career. Tell us about your, what you do for work, what your life was like, and um, the beginning of your story to where you are now. All right. 
so my whole story. No, I, let's see, I, um, well, currently creative director for an athletic women's um, apparel brand, swimmer brand. And my whole life, mostly, I was like very focused on my career and wanting that financial independence, um, you know, probably selecting not the best matches for myself at the time because that wasn't really I wasn't really looking for like a long-term you know husband-like partner choice I think when I was younger and um, did a ton of dating and like I'm sure we'll go into that and then when I was in my mid-30s I just realized like oh no I forgot about that one really important thing that I also wanted in life, which is partnership. Um, perhaps that being, you know, a husband someday and definitely a family. Uh, I really, really, really wanted to be a mom my whole entire life. I never thought mm-hmm. I wouldn't be a mom. That was like, I just assumed it would like kind of just easily happen at some point in my life. And it didn't. So am I breaking the spoiler? I mean, no, when, you can break it. I mean, okay. we'll go, we'll bounce, we'll bounce. Uh, so then when I turned 40, I decided to finally just do it on my own and become a solo mom or as other people would call it single mother by choice and have a baby with science and now he's six months old and he's the best thing that ever happened to me. Amazing. So that was like the really short, fast version. Yeah. I didn't know how much. No, it's perfect because now we can just dissect it. And, you know, so of course this episode is for women and it's so common for women who are in those baby making years. And of course, the like doctors are putting pressure. I went, remember my doctor at 37 was like, you and Jeff better have babies like in the next year. Like this is, if you want kids, you got to do it in the next year. And I was like, what? I I was starting to consider that was the wrong relationship for me. And all all of a sudden there's pressure coming from the doctor. So there's so many women that are listening where this is the thing that drives the the fantasy because, and the pressure to be in relationship and to be in partnership is the, the knowing they want to be a mom, knowing they want to have a family. So it creates a bit of a distortion dating and it's hard to be anchored in truth. So, and I know that you on your journey got to that place. So I would love to hear, like, can you paint a bit of a picture of like what, of what dating was like for you? before you came to this realization and then maybe how you came to the realization that you were willing to do it, that you, that this was such a truth for you that you were willing to do it on your own. So let's start with dating. Okay. Dating. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, I definitely dated some of the bad boys when in my twenties, I wasn't looking for the best type of partner for my future, I think. And then I'd say, yeah, when I was 35, I had a really amazing boyfriend. Um, He was wonderful, but he just wasn't right for me. And we, you know, we talked about kids in the future, like what that would look like. And um, it just, I I think, so after that breakup, I was like, okay, I really now at this point need to start looking for somebody that 
is potentially the father of my children and an amazing, you know, future husband that I want to be with for the next, like, for ideally the rest of my life, right? But also attached to this person for like the next at least 18 years of my life as well. And so that just puts a lot of pressure on every woman, I think, uh, in those, that age range too, when you're single. And so um, I was more particular when I was going out on dates, like, and I, I went on, as you know, like a million dates, a million, I mean, you guys, I was, it was like a second job for me at that point. Um, and I get, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely a professional dater. And, and then at some point I, um, I dated, I think I was like 37 and I dated someone that was five years younger than me or so. And we had a conversation about like when I would want kids and when he would want kids and that those two time times like would not line up together. You know, he was like still young for an, for a Los Angeles guy, I guess. Um, <laughs> and, and so then, and I don't know, I just started like doing the math, right? Like in my ideal he- my head, I was thinking like the ideal situation was always like, oh, I date someone for two to three years, move in with them for like a year or two, then get engaged for a year and then get married and travel with them for two years and then have a kid or something. I mean, I know that relationships and all that, like you can, a lot of people even get married and have a kid within a year or something. But like, for me, I just really wanted to know someone for like a good amount of time. And that was like, just not like my fertility window was a lot smaller than my ideal of like knowing someone to have a child at that yes. point. So then and I, I think was just, that's... no, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no, then I was just thinking of like, wh- okay, what are like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't think that I can, I will really realistically like find someone in time in a way. Yes. Yeah. Um, And so like, what are the other options? And at the time I was doing like a lot of, you know, self um, improvement workshops or like- Heroin work. (laughs) Yeah, like transformational training, all that stuff. And I met someone and she was saying that there's this amazing source on Facebook. It's a group called Single Mothers by Choice. And so I went on there and I just was like, I saw so many people that were in the same situation as me that, you know, usually were like really focused on their career. And then in their mid thirties are like, Oh crap, like, what are we going to do? Um, yeah, so common. And always wanted to be a mom, but then there are also stories of like women in their twenties, just wanting really badly to be a mom right now, or people with health issues where like, they needed to make that choice now because they wouldn't have it in a couple of years or widowers where their husband just passed away last year or something and they're 40. And there's just like so many stories, but everyone on that group was just like so powerful and like courageous and inspiring. And everyone just talks about how much they loved it and how it was like the best thing they've ever done. 
and all of their stories, like I would post things like, I'm thinking about this, but I don't know. And everyone was like, do it now. Like, everyone's like, don't wait. Cause you know, yeah. I was just like timid and I don't know, I'm not ready yet. You know, I think I was, yeah, again, like 37 and, um, that everyone was like, just do it now. You all, you won't have any regrets. Best thing ever. And that was really like the source that like helped me get to the place that I needed to be. Um, and there's other sources too, like podcasts and stuff. I listened to a couple amazing podcasts like Spermcast, The Stork and I, Single Greatest Choice and Motherhood Reimagined. And those like were also similar stories that I would, I was just binging like all that stuff amazing. to try to get to the place emotionally where I'm like ready to do this. And again, it took me years but to finally get to the place I feel like the gift of all those things and we'll definitely link I'm glad you had that idea we'll link all of these resources the Facebook groups and the and the and the podcasts and the resources below because I think that if you're a woman who is even if you're listening to Melissa's story and you think like oh I could never do that if you're a woman who knows that you want, that you're meant to be a mother, you just know in your soul and you know, like that's never wavered. I mean, even if it has wavered, whatever, if you have the desire and you haven't met a partner yet, like, I think the gift of this, even just, even just exploring other ideas, like takes the pressure off because then you can date knowing there's a million different alternatives. And I think like, that's what makes it possible. Like some women have a husband they're doing it with and often the husband doesn't even help or a partner who's like not even a good parent, like not of course all of them, but like that's the case for a lot of women who are doing it from pressure versus you got permission to do it because you had all this amazing community around you and you were, were welcomed with open arms into this massive community. Like, didn't you say they have them all over the world in different cities? Yeah. And it is actually a massive community and they have yeah. different types of groups, depending on like where, where you are in the stage of doing it, or if you've already done it, or if you're pregnant and even meetups, I've had women, like 20 women over to my house when I was like thinking about it and wow. just hearing some had kids already, some fostered ki- kids, adopted kids, uh, and just hearing everyone's stories and like everyone trying to like help you know uh, I don't know help any woman thinking about it and be like no this is you can do it even I'm a working mom and so that was also one of my concerns and me talking to so a lot of these women that are also working moms and being and a lot of them even have two kids and they're like you can do it I'm doing it it's totally great it's totally worth it it's just very helpful and, and how eye-opening because I like the old paradigm tells us that there's only one option. And if you don't have that, like pretty much you're screwed. So you better go on an endless hunt and date, you know, serial dating yeah. and date 10 million people in order to find your baby daddy and force this thing to happen versus like this whole other world. I would never, I mean, I didn't even know the A, that this world existed and B, that like the fact that all the women say how much they love it. I imagine most women would think, oh, that would be horrible. And yet your experience is, I mean, I've never seen you happier. You are so, you, there, there is such a massive shift in you since you've become a mom. And it's so beautiful to, I feel like you're more at home in yourself than ever before. 
And yeah. everything about you, you look different, you sound different. You're just, you're so anchored in yourself. And it's so beautiful yeah. because <laughs> I got to see the before, like Melissa and I started working together when she was like, are you saying I was bad before? <laughs> you were horrible. No. <laughs> we started working together when she was a serial dater, trying to find the baby daddy in a really subtle okay, way. I wasn't trying subtle, to find subtle. you were the, the cool baby girl. daddy. I was trying to find a partner. Yes. Yeah. To eventually become a baby. Yeah. But I was, you had an eight year plan. Some women, you know, it's more immediate for sure. Um, but it's like how many women out there are doing this because of this pressure. And I just love this idea of like, just open yourself up to other possibilities so that you can access your truth. Your truth might like, if you're a woman listening and you feel curiosity, your truth might not be the same as Melissa's. Your story might not end up the same, but I feel like there's such a gift in zooming out and not being so attached to trying to control what it looks like. And the beauty that I have got to witness and I feel so, I mean, I tell your story pretty much like every masterclass, every, with my clients, like I'm constantly telling your story because it's so fucking powerful. This is the new truth. You were like, actually, fuck that script. I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to do it my way. Oh, look. And I'm not the only human on planet earth. Oh, wow. There's this whole other world that they're not talking about in (laughs) mainstream. And I'm going to step into and claim this part of myself and claim this truth of my own. And, and now you're just like the happiest woman ever. And (laughs) okay. So let's talk about your, the actual experience with Th- going through the treat, like your actual experience with getting the treatments and then getting pregnant, and and because you were, you know, geriatric old lady, so old. <laughs> as so they old. as they say in Western medicine, a good old geriatric pregnancy. So, yeah, what was ger- your experience with that? Because I feel like that's even part of busting myths. Yeah. Oh, so like my whole everything that I went through. Well, I like to say yeah. too, like at first. So my dad is OBGYN. And so he actually recommended me freezing my eggs at 35. And I don't know if I would have done that had he like not mentioned it to me right. growing up or not growing up, but like after 30 yeah. and actually looking back on it, like I would have rather, I wish I would have done it sooner, probably like yeah. around 30 to have like even better chances with those eggs. And I definitely do recommend if people have the like financial ability to freeze their eggs, I think it's a great thing to do. Um, And obviously like look into it and get more information, but, um, or even freezing part of them embryos, because that really tells you like the quality of your eggs. So after I did that, I did feel a little bit more like having freedom with dating people. Cause I was like, Oh, I have those eggs to fall back on. Right. Like even with a right. guy, if I were to meet him at like 42 or something, I would like have those eggs, but because I didn't have get like a ton, it wasn't the, it, it, it's like a little, I felt a little freedom, a little secure, like security, I guess that's yeah. a better word. And then, so at 30, I think eight, I tried freezing uh, more eggs just because I wanted to like bank as much as possible for my future. And or bank, no pun intended, <laughs> bank. <laughs> and then that didn't work. And then at 39, I tried again, but this time I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Let's do, let's freeze embryos. 
and I had to get prepared mentally to like go to the sperm bank and look for a donor and that took a while to like you know figure you know, figure that out and um that's kind of like your online shopping by the way or like your I mean you, you just you get tons of information about these guys like even probably more than if you were dating somebody right um, right and their family history medical wow. history and their like grades in high school and college wow and- these are things that women don't think to ask when you're out there dating also don't ask on the first few dates <laughs> <laughs> and their don't voice and essays and like all all this information so anyways like you so it took me a while to do that and then I tried to freeze embryos and that didn't work at that time Mm -hmm. um and again I wasn't ready at 39 I was just still trying you know date people and then finally I I think I always had it in my head like if I was 40 I would I would just do it so once I was 40, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead with it. Let's try IUI. And what IUI is, is like essentially a turkey baster situation, but you go to the doctor and they time it perfectly. And then, you know, they put it all up in you. <laughs> and um, so that was scheduled for like around like March 20th, 2020 and COVID hit obviously in March. So that was I wasn't able to go to that appointment because the whole world shut down and fertility centers didn't open up for a while after that Mm. and so then uh I think you know in the fall I think I tried it it maybe twice I believe I don't know and then then I tried IVF in the beginning of 2021 um and then I turned 41 I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. I turned 41 and then I switched doctors and then I, and this guy, like, I felt like a really great vibe with this other doctor. And like, he really believed in me and that I can get pregnant on this IUI. The other doctor was like, let's do donor embryos and like trying to push that on me from like a very, very early on. And so this new doctor, I don't know, maybe it was like the perfect timing or something, but Then I was able to get pregnant on the first IUI with him. And my pregnancy was really easy for me. I never once got sick. Um, Never once at 40, almost two, 40, between 41 and 42. And I love that you got pregnant with the doctor that you felt aligned with. Like as soon as you felt aligned and you felt safe and you felt I imagine safe and you felt like he believed in you like that allowed you to feel like, of course, like how much, how much we put into the hands of doctors and like the doctor's like, yeah, you can do this. And you're like, yeah, I can. And then it works. How amazing. So you're 41 years old. You have a dream pregnancy, which is amazing. and so important for women to hear because I think we're so misinformed. You can be so young and have horrible pregnancies and 41 and which is still young can have amazing (laughs) dreamy pregnancies. Yeah. Then, and then I, I don't know, I gave birth and, and then uh, I don't know, I don't know what happened next. (laughs) Something miraculous. (laughs) Baby was pushed out of me. Was it Jesus? Not Jesus. (laughs) 
It was Coast born on Jesus's birthday, Christmas. (laughs) You look at me weird. Like, don't you know that's Jesus's birthday? He was born on Christmas day. He was. Yes. Coast. And he, yeah, it was a pretty chill birth and he's a very chill baby and it's just been amazing I don't know it's just been amazing um I've had like definitely the support of family around my mom and my stepdad have helped a ton and I just like also come from a very large family so I just I do have that support um and I don't know. What, what else? I imagine, like, I imagine all of this support. I mean, we always talk about the support of sisterhood, the support of community, the support. Like, you, I imagine you wouldn't have made this decision if you didn't know you had a huge support system around you. And I think of all the women who are doing it with one person and they don't even consider the support system. And then yeah. you are doing it on your own and you probably have a bigger support system, including all the women from those Facebook communities who are also doing it on right. their own that you developed. Yeah, I would say that because I know that, like, I do have, I, after speaking my story on Instagram or Facebook, a lot of people have written into me or DM'd me and like wanted to speak to me about it. And, Mm. and I'm trying to like help people and guide people and give them all the resources they need. So yeah, if anybody wants just a chat, I'm totally open to it and definitely like want to help people with this, this decision, but some people do not have that family support system. Yes. I still think that if I didn't have it, I would for sure still do it because yeah. you're able to do it. Yeah. Even without them. Yeah. And, and, and all the women who are also doing it on their own, exactly. they build the community because we can create our own families. So yeah, there's always a way. And I love, I, it just, it feels like so new paradigm. So, so like old paradigm shattering that like all the stories we've been told is that like, it's so hard to do it on your own and that you can't do it on your own. And here's all the millions of reasons. And so for all the women who've never even considered this, like that's probably why. And so to hear that it's actually the polar opposite of most women's experience is so amazing. And um, I would love to hear a little bit about like what the inner journey was like. Like if you reflect back to the woman you were when you were actively dating and feeling that pressure and feeling like, oh my gosh, like will I ever find a partner to like create map out this eight-year plan or what (laughs) like when you were in that agony of haven't quite made the decision yet to do it on your own like what was your inner world like what would how did you feel in your life and then like once you made the decision how did you feel and how do you feel now what's what was that journey like so I think mainly I I would have random times I would like wake up in the middle of the night and have this like feeling of anxiety of like, oh my God, I've like, I'm never going to meet somebody. And that was like the worst. Cause I don't know if I would think about it like too much during the day and being busy at work and just busy person in general. But obviously my insides were like trying to tell me when like you were like is, most vulnerable yeah <laughs> middle of the night like making me sweat about it like, mm. um kind of like and I think I have bad I think I would have like nightmares about it as well and I, 
I don't know. I just like, I just hated feeling that like inner pressure. And I think you and I talked about how, even though on dates, like a lot of women are doing the checklist and um, interviewing like, men, like men wouldn't, would, would say that I wasn't like that on dates. Like I was just like present and having fun, but you were saying like the energy from me was probably coming out because like of my internal pressure, anxiety and yes. my like clock running out or whatever. And the attachment to the attachment to the story of how you thought it was supposed to look. Right. How it goes. Right. Just like you said that your eight year plan, like is this first, <laughs> we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to get ice cream. Then we're going to like, it's all mapped out. Cause that's what the mind does. It thinks like we have some sort of control and then you got to like, experience something totally different. And then, well, and then once I, once I got pregnant, I've never, I mean, I'm still single, but I've never once like felt that worry about being still single because I also like, the thing is you only have a certain amount of time to have a child. Yes. Biological or not. Like, I mean, you can adopt and, or you have like a donor embryo, but you probably don't want to do that at 60. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's yeah, there's an age cutoff, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but for finding love, you really do have the rest of your life. And of course, yes. like, I don't want to find my forever human at like 80, ideally sooner, but <laughs> I do have a lot more years to do that. So now it's just like, now that I have coast and he's like the most amazing thing ever, I don't know, in the entire world. And I love being with him. Now it's just like, I mean, I actually recently went on a date and it was like the pressure isn't there anymore. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like, I could just be and like, it wouldn't be like, oh, but when's the next date? But when, then like, then when when would he be my boyfriend? Like how you always talk about, there's always like the next thing, the next The agenda, (laughs) timeline. And I found, because again, I like just, recently went on a dating app uh that it my situation will weed out a lot of people but I think that's good yes I mean it's really like this is my situation like you're into it or not and the the guy was honestly like everything about him was a million times better than the first dates that I went on four years ago yes and because he like saw me and like coast in the situation, I was like, oh, I could be into that. And like, yes. obviously you would have to be probably family oriented to like, I, I don't know. Even like go on a date situation. with you. Right. I have goosebumps all over because this is, it's the energy. It's all energy. Like you said, on those dates, you weren't like, you weren't the woman who was treating it like a job interview, trying to find your baby daddy on the date, but you kind of were energetically underneath. You weren't maybe portraying that on the future, on the future, on the surface. And now your energy, because you, you followed your truth. So this, I mean, it just is the perfect embodiment of the old truth, old paradigm versus the new truth, new paradigm. You followed your truth. You honored yourself. You honored your path in your life. And as like what you did have choice and control over 
control for lack of a better word, but really you had the choice to do it on your own. So you made the choice and now you're on dates being yourself because there isn't the agenda. Like right. how freaking beautiful. I mean, this is, may we all date from that place, even if you still have the agenda somewhere in your back pocket, like that's the practice because it's all energetic and n- none of us know what it's going to look like. Like you, I mean, God, I remember being in Greece with you and you, you had no idea you were going to do it on your own. Actually, we should talk about that, about the fact that, I mean, you're one of the most unique souls I've ever met. Um, if you follow Melissa on Instagram, I mean, I don't know if you share much about yourself on your Instagram, but she yeah. is, um, her fashion, she grew up in Los Angeles. Her fashion sense is she doesn't follow fashion trends. She creates her own. She could probably have her own <laughs> magazine with like your, <laughs> your face right now. She's just so like wildly expressed as a unique soul. And you've always like traveled the world and lived a wild express life, following your truth, not following the rules, like being who you are. And I remember this moment with you. I don't know if it was in Greece or if it was when we were coaching, um, but I was like, you really think your life's going to look like everyone else's? Like you are like the most unique right. soul and you are wildly expressed in your, it was like you were doing it backwards. Like most, I was, most women like start out in the box and they're like, and then they, they get divorced and they're like, fuck the box. And they want to like liberate themselves and awaken <laughs> their heroine or who they really are. And you were the opposite. You were like, already like wildly expressed with no box. And you were like, okay, now I got to fit back in the box and find the baby daddy and check all the boxes so I can follow the rules at like 35. The white and picket fence. And I yes. Need, yeah, but. Which of course that wasn't going to be your story. So I feel like this is such a beautiful story of like, this is just a, uh, the next chapter of like Melissa's life. Of course, it's going to look different than everyone else's. And now how beautiful that right. you get to inspire women all over the world to follow because this is you following the truth of your heart. And now look how fucking happy your heart is. I know. This is amazing. So much better. (laughs) (laughs) I had a, we had a FaceTime when Coast, I think it was like two weeks old and we were FaceTiming and I literally was like, wow, I've never seen you so happy. And what usually when I FaceTimed my friends who have two week olds, they're like, exhausted and stressed out. And I mean, maybe it's harder with a husband actually I'm realizing because <laughs> it seems way, whatever Some people have told me that. Yeah. I coast is like, awesome. I have two coasty. children I have to take care of. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, and of course, every child's different. There's a million different circumstances, but it, I think it's pretty like paradigm shattering to see that, to see that you're just, I mean, you have a very chill baby, which is amazing. And maybe that's because you surrendered to life being different who knows who knows I'm lucky though yeah. yeah well you both I mean are. he wasn't like the easiest always but well, of course not he's a he's a baby you're not easy <laughs> always either I'm not either <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's the most amazing story I'm just yeah I'm just so proud of you and actually the last question that I want to ask you is did you feel like judged by other people when you made this choice? Did you feel pressure from other people or did you feel embraced or um, what was your experience with other people's perception? Cause I think often when we're following the fairy tale, it's like uh, so much of it is also like other people's expectations of us and what our life's supposed to look like. And so d- what was that like for you? Uh, well, I think like, as you said, because I'm this, 
different type of person. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's unique in their own way. But of course. Uh, then I know it. <laughs> then I I think I attract friends that are not conservative about conservative about things like this, right? So like yes. everyone was very supportive. All of yeah. my friends, also my family. There's a lot of like interesting ways of people um having kids or relationships in my family as well so my mom and dad were definitely on board and totally fine with it and even like uncles and aunts and stuff I think had mentioned too because like as I was like getting older they even mentioned to my mom like she should just do it on her own and like everyone was kind of probably expecting it at some point from me maybe because I am kind of I guess kind of like that person that will just like go for my dreams and I've done that my whole life with my career and and traveling as you know and so like this is just another way to like go for my the biggest dream really and and make it happen and it's awesome I mean often you can make this happen I mean, depending on your situation, of course, and fertility and stuff, but you can't like force love to happen. Yeah. I mean, you can try, but like you, you might end up with a serial killer or a sociopath. So do it with caution. Yeah. (laughs) So baby daddy, that's not going to be a daddy. (laughs) Not a good one. Uh, Yes. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I have goosebumps. And obviously I know this story inside out. I've heard it so many times and I've told it a million times, but it's like, to me, it's just like, may there be more women in the world who have the courage to blaze their own path and follow the, the beat of their own hearts. Like to actually, it takes a lot of fucking courage to follow our truth in a world that tells us to be like everybody else. And so, and, and, and that obviously that's who you've always been. So I'm so glad that you got to a place where you could do that and walk this path. And now you get to blaze the the way for all the women who are going to be inspired by your story on the new truth podcast and all the other places where women hear this story, because that's what it's doing. Like we liberate not just ourselves by making the choice, but everyone around us by being willing to follow our truth, as opposed to following what we think we should do and, and, and following what the script leads to a lot of pain and suffering because it's it's not like doing like doing it from a place of control and forcing something because you want a baby and with the wrong person and I mean everything that's happened up until this point is divine for all of us but because it's part of our learning and our growth so if you've already done that that was your soul's lesson but for those women who haven't made this choice yet and like it's just so beautiful to know that there's other options out there and I just think you are such a freaking model for women in the world and yeah it's amazing I'm so grateful to know you and honored and I love your story and I'm so glad that we got to share it here on the new truth podcast thanks thanks Mm. for having me and yeah I just like want to support other women um with anything that any questions that they might have perfect so if anyone wants to reach out to you is Instagram the best place yeah at Melise so it's at m-a-l-l-y-c-e at Melise 
I feel like it should say .com, but no, it's Instagram. <laughs> At Melise is her Instagram. Perfect. And um, we'll, we'll link again below the video, all the resources. And if you know a woman who needs to hear this story, like you know a woman who deeply, deeply desires to be a mother and is so frustrated and devastated by the dating experience. I mean, it's rough out there. <laughs> I know I've been out there a little bit. Um, but if you know a woman who needs to hear this story, spread the word, share the, this episode with her. Thank you so much for being here, my love. Thank you so much for opening up your story and your heart and, and uh, your truth. And um, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.